Hello there, and welcome once again to Insight Peterborough. I'm Devin Wilkins. Insight Peterborough is a presentation of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind. And if you'd like to know more information about the CCB, all you have to do is send an email to ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. That's ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. Well, earlier this week, we entered another emergency situation uh, because of the increasing numbers of COVID cases. And it put me in mind of a song that came out close to the beginning of the pandemic. Apparently someone had asked uh, Nova Scotia Premier Stephen McNeil what the best way was of combating this disease. And he was rather frustrated at the time. And his answer was, stay the blazes home. Well, someone picked up on that and decided that they were going to put it to music. And the Stanfields, a group in uh, Nova Scotia, came up with a track called Stay the Blazes Home. So I thought maybe that's probably how we ought to begin uh, today's episode of Insight Peterborough. Stay the blazes home, stay the blazes home, think about the common good, stay the blazes home. If you got the inkling you want to go to town, remember there's a nasty bug going around. This ain't no time to wander, there ain't no time to roam. So listen up to Stevie Boy, stay the blazes home. Stay the blazes home, stay the blazes home. Listen up to Stevie Boy, stay the blazes home. If you got the hangarin' to go and get your fix, to party with your buddies, and drink a beer or six. Have at your kitchen parties, but do it over the phone. Listen up to Dr. Strang, stay the blazes home. Well, stay the blazes home, stay the blazes home. Listen up to Dr. Strang, stay the blazes home. The common good, stay the blazes home. Now stay the blazes home, stay the blazes home. Think about the common good, stay the blazes home. Stay the blazes home, stay the blazes home. Think about the common good, stay the blazes home. 
Well, I have no idea what I was thinking of when we came back from our Christmas and New Year's break, but it didn't occur to me until sometime just this past week that we hadn't done our January installment of Get Together with Kim, where we talk about uh, technology in its various facets. So anyway, I called um, the uh, CCB office, national office in Ottawa, and got hold of Kim. And uh, this time we're going to be talking about a uh, device that both she and I find very handy for many reasons, and it's called the Victor Reader Stream made by Humanware Canada. So here's uh, the conversation that Kim and I had about the Victor Stream. Well, hi there, Kim, and Happy New Year. Happy 2021 to you and everybody listening. Thank you. I, I don't know why I didn't call you earlier in the month, but uh, I, uh, I guess... I was getting back into the swing after the holiday. Yeah, well, I think I think COVID has. Um, I was saying to a friend of mine yesterday that COVID messes with my sense of time and time and date and 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 everything else. Just because you know when you would go out to regular things on regular days, it was sort of easier to keep track of the day and the time and what you're doing. So that's right. I think everybody's having a bit of that. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the uh, Victor Stream, which I find is a very handy um, piece of uh, technology that can have uh, a number of purposes. Yeah, I thought it would be good to talk about that because I think a lot of um, people who are blind, even though people have smartphones and computers, a lot of people still enjoy using the Victor Stream device. Um, because it has buttons, it has a lot of features. So one of the things about it is it, it has buttons you can feel even at night, you know, if you fall asleep reading your book. Yeah. You, you can touch the play pause, but you can feel them easily. You can feel them even um, if you're out with it, even on a bus or something. You don't have to haul out, you know, a phone or if you're on some sort of waiting for transit or waiting for something and you can read things with your stream audio things mm-hmm. into them. Um, that's one reason. Another reason people do get them, even people who are very uh, used to and like having smartphones and other things, is that they uh, like that it has, you know, it has a pretty good battery life, so you're not running down the battery life on your, on your smartphone if you happen to need to make a call. Um, you're using the stream for something else. So some people also say if you're using your phone to read or listen to podcasts or listen to radio stations, you get interrupted by calls, notifications, and if you're wanting to take a break from that, from your phone um, or from the news notifications that come on your phone or other things, the stream is the device kind of you put your phone away or turn it off, and then you have your stream and you can just, concentrate on listening and being entertained by the, the content on your stream. So 
a, a lot of people still use them, even if even if they use other things. So I thought it would be good to kind of talk about them. And I know you record your interviews on your stream. Yes, I do. Yeah. And they come through quite well, considering. Yeah, and because, I think because the stream is specifically designed for people who are blind or have low vision, as well as I know other people use it. I have a friend who has multiple sclerosis and can't really hold books anymore. She can uh. still see and read, read print, but she finds the long books that she will use the stream. Yes. Um, and listen to books, and she got used to it and liked the fact that, you know, the buttons are the way they are. And I think people with some learning disabilities might also use it. So um, although it is designed for, for us, it's not just us who could benefit from the stream. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you can put so it many... It has a lot of features, too. Um, the second generation, it's called the second generation now, stream. It has, um, you can listen to radio stations. It's not a built-in radio, like a, with an antenna, but it's like internet internet radio. Yeah. You can listen to podcasts and download them. So that's like, a, you know, almost like recording radio programs or other programs. You yes. Can, you can do that. You can listen to books from Sheila Library uh, or from Bookshare Library. Um you can record, like you're doing right now. You can record. You can... Those are the main big things you can do with it. But um, And you can download things from your computer onto it. Oh, music. Some people really like it for music. Um, putting, you know, lists of music that they have, and then they, you know, they can play it from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can you can put music, you can put books, you can put Audible if you're subscribed um, to Audible. You can make it recognized by your screen to listen to Audible books. So that can be, you know, that can be handy for some people too. So it's very easy to use. You you find that it's very the buttons are clear and they do the same thing. One thing I love about the screen is. Sorry, my dog is, is moving around on the beanbag. <laughs> um, when you when you use the screen, it's always the same. The number one key takes you into the menus or the different bookshelf, like the different things from radio to podcast to books. And the number, the play pause key is the same. The fast forward and the rewind does the same thing. You know, um, okay and cancel are always the same. So once you learn the system. It's always the same no matter what you're you're in, like whether you're in podcasts, whether you're in books, whether you're in the radio. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really good, like in that way, I find. Definitely. It also has a, a sleep feature on it. Uh, you can set it for 15 or half hour or three quarters of an hour or an hour, and then it'll turn off so that you're not too, too far away from where you were when you wake up. <laughs> Absolutely, because I have, even when I feel wide awake, there's lots of times I've fallen asleep fast when reading a book. Like, mm-hmm. And I say, oh, I'm going to read for a while, I feel really awake. And then the next thing you know, you're hearing things that you don't recognize. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, and it does have bookmarking feature too. So 
if you want to mark a place in a, you know, in a, in a note, in a, in a book or something, it's easy to do that with just pressing a button. So, yes. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. So do you read your audio books with the screen too? Uh, yes, quite a lot. Yeah. When I read, I don't, I don't seem to, um, devote a whole lot of time to reading, but, uh, um, I, I do like to, I do like reading Braille, but I also like being able to carry my books with me. I, I read a lot when I'm on vacation. Yeah, and I like, I mean, I love reading Braille too, and I really love that. It's one of my favorite things, but I do find that if I'm, you know, if I'm doing dishes or brushing the dog or, you know, doing things around the house that's yeah. kind of, boring, um, you know, uh, cleaning or things like that. You can listen to a book if you want, and it's really nice because, you know, you're doing something kind of mindless in a way, like, you know, you're doing your dishes or you're cleaning something, or you just have your book going and you can just listen to your book. Um, passes the time while you're doing those other things, I find. That's right. Um also, I, we're not doing it right now so much, but I would listen to audio. Um, sometimes if I was waiting for something or appointment or something or yeah. waiting, you know, uh, in a place where I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't necessarily haul out braille and read that, but, you know, sometimes just listen to something while you're, you're waiting or you're on a long travel trip, like on a long bus ride or a long train ride or something, it's, it's nice to be able to have something to read and listen to that while you're, you know, while you're doing that. So yeah. it does have a headphone jack, too, standard headphone jack. Um, I think it has, I don't know, because I've never plugged a microphone in, but I think you could also plug another microphone in if you think the quality would be better. Yes, I and think have, you have, can. Have you ever done that? I haven't, but I think so, you can. The uh, another thing that I like about my Victor stream now, I I got this from my f my first Victor stream, so the first generation, if you will. And when I when I gave it to a friend of mine after getting my second generation, I wouldn't let her have the case um, right. because it has a strap on it, and as you were saying earlier, when you have your Victor stream on uh, on maybe it's playing a, a book. You may not have intended to go to sleep, but you might. And I find that very often often happens to me if I'm on a bus or a, a plane or in a car or whatever. I may not think I'm going to go to sleep, but um, I might have a, a book playing, or I I do have a file of uh, favorite. Uh, music uh, pieces and uh, quite often if I feel the need to de-stress if that's such a word uh, I play that and uh, yeah I can go right off to sleep and uh, I don't know how many times I've almost dropped the stream oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I, I love the uh, strap unfortunately I don't know about the Victor Trek but uh, Unfortunately, the uh, second generation didn't come or doesn't come 
with a, a case oh. and uh, that has a strap. You're absolutely right. I never thought of it, but you're right. I think the trek might because it's also so the trek is like a screen, but it has GPS uh, built in. I've never tried one, so no, I haven't I don't either. Know how good that is? Yeah. Um, the other thing that some people like about the screen is it has you can adjust the rate of speed. Yes. Um, in a book, so if it's slow, and it doesn't make the sound weird. It doesn't make the quality of the sound worse. It just increases the speed or the pitch. Yes. You can change that. Um, and it also, if you're learning music, like I know some people that are, if they're learning music, they find that the stream is, is better because you can play pause and also you can decrease the speed, like slow it down to hear better, but it doesn't really distort the sound that much. So some people that are using it for that, um, they will like it. Um, it stores things on an SD card. The second generation screen has a little has some memory built in, but it also has an SD card slot, and it stores things on that. Um, and so you can buy different cards. I know some people have different cards, or you might even do this: different cards for like your radio interviews or music or, you know, some people buy cards. They're kind of inexpensive to buy now, and they have a lot of space on them these days, so you can, you can buy them and, um, you know, you can pop them in and out, and you can even put the card into your computer and put things on it, you know, from your computer or... Yes. Um, and there's a very nice software called um, Humanware Companion. And it's very handy because if you get that from Humanware, and this Humanware makes the Victor stream and the Victor track, um, and you can just get it from their website. So on the PC, when you use the Humanware Companion, um, it finds things that it can put on. So say you downloaded some Daisy books, it will find them, and it will tell you if you have enough space to put them on. And you just select them, and then it puts them all onto the card. So it's... It's really quite nice. Oh, that's good. Um, and I think you can put other things on. I've only ever used it to put books on, but I, I find it quite handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very well made, too. And you can also get, if your battery goes dead, you can buy an, another battery. So your unit might be fine. Yes. And your battery goes dead, you can buy, you know, a second battery um, and get it sent to you. So you can just, you can just you know, pop that in the back. Yeah. Just have to take the back off and pop in. Well, the battery is kind of the back. You kind of just pop it in, and it's, it's, it's good. And it charges with some regular um, US or USB charger. Yes. So it comes with a cord for that, but you can also buy, like if the cord goes on, you could buy another cord from a standard store, you know, and yeah. charge it with that. So that is really handy because in the past I found that there were a lot of devices that had charging um, charging cables that were only for that device. Yes. If you lost it or you'd have to buy it and it would be really expensive to buy it. So I like that they, you know, that they did that, that you can charge it with that. Yeah. Definitely. USB cable. Um, and it 
your Wi-Fi. So you can you can connect it to your Wi-Fi network, and then if you use Stila uh, Library, you can get direct to player books to download right onto it. And the newer magazines will also download, you know, right onto yeah. that. But you can also put it onto your computer. So it's very uh, it's very handy for sure. And and I think they're still selling incredibly well. Like I think people people do buy them. Mm-hmm. Yes. They were on sale before Christmas. It's too bad we didn't think of it then. Well, I didn't know until after I talked to you that they were on sale. But they do go on sale once in a while, sometimes around Christmas, sometimes in the summertime, mm-hmm. kind of around convention season, and that they sometimes go on sale. Yeah. Um, and if you live in Ontario and you're eligible for assistive devices program, you can get a stream for through that. Yes. Um, do you remember? I think it's under reading. I think so, yes. Something like that? Yeah. I think so. Aid. Anyway, uh, Kim is just about coming up time for your appointment. Yeah. So I will say thank you very much for uh, talking about the Victor stream uh, with me, and it's been a it's a very versatile piece of equipment. I know that when I when I go to band practice, which has been almost a year now, or um, the flute ensemble that I belong to. I often will take the Victor stream and record things because I can hear people playing the part that I'm supposed to be playing in the foreground, so to speak, and then the rest of the band in the background. So I I get the best of both worlds. But thanks so much for chatting with us, and uh, you and I will be talking very close to the end of uh, January for uh, the February edition of Get Together with Kim. Absolutely, absolutely. And one thing that you just reminded me of when you mentioned that about the stream and recording, the nice thing about it is when you start recording, it tells you with a beep and... um, That's right. You know, recording started or something. Mm Mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes when you're recording with newfangled uh, recorders or with your phone, you're not always sure whether you're recording or not. If some of the apps and some of the ways, you will get an, uh, an indication, like a beep or something. Yeah. But you're not always 100% sure. So that's another good thing about the stream is, is it's designed to make sure that you know. Thanks again, and uh, we'll talk early. Actually, February the 1st lands on a Monday. Yeah. And so... We'll talk just before that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, and uh, have a good uh, rest of your month. You too. Thanks. A couple of years ago now, I was made aware of a program offered by CNIB called Phone It Forward, and uh, I made several attempts to find someone to chat with about that, specifically for Insight Peterborough, and uh, I kept running into delay after delay, and finally I got um, 
commitment from a lady named Kathleen Forrestell in uh, Ottawa to uh, chat with me about it. And uh, so here is information about a program that those of you who are registered uh, with the CNIB will be able to make use of, especially if a cell phone or an iPhone uh, doesn't fit into your budget. So here's my chat with Kathleen Forrestell. Good morning, Kathleen, and how are you doing? Hello, Devin. I'm well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Maybe before we get talking about phone it forward, I'll get you to just tell us what uh, your title is and what that uh, encompasses. So I am the, my name is Kathleen Forrestell, I should say, and I am the lead for advocacy and community outreach for CNIB Foundation's Ontario East Region. So I'm in Ottawa, um, and I'm also responsible for uh, everything from Cornwall to Peterborough, including Kingston, Belleville, and everything in between. Okay. And one of the programs that um, you have under your belt, uh, as far as I understand it, is Phone It Forward, uh, a program called Phone It Forward. Can you maybe explain what that is and where that originated? So the Phone It Forward program is not something I'm directly responsible for. However, um, part of my role with CNIB is community community outreach, public education, um, ensuring people know about our programs and services, including Phone It Forward. Um, So Phone It Forward is a program uh, designed to get smartphones into the the hands of Canadians who are blind and partially sighted. Um, A smartphone, uh, if you don't know, is kind of an all-in-one, maybe not quite all-in-one, but it is a multifunctional accessibility tool for an individual who is blind. Um, It can help with Everything from navigating to reading a book to um, there's apps that will uh, ver- verbally describe um, aspects of your environment, um, from colors to a like a, a description of a person. Um, and there's also apps that will live connect you via video to a sighted um, volunteer or staff, depending on the app you're using. Um, can then audio describe things through your phone's camera. So there is so much so much functionality in a smartphone these days that people who are blind and partially sighted can really utilize to uh, to live independently. And that's what this whole program is uh, is to assist people in living to uh, live more independently, right? Absolutely. So a smartphone is one way to help facilitate that. Um, and many people who are who live with sight loss um, don't have the means to purchase a, a smartphone for themselves. Some some do, but many don't. And so this is one of our efforts to help level that playing field and uh, and get people the technology they need to to enable them. So I was talking earlier with a gentleman here in Peterborough, and he said to me, now, when you say smartphones, does that include flip phones? Uh, 
And I said, I don't think so, but I will ask. That is an excellent question. Um, to my knowledge, I don't believe it includes a flip phone. Um, my understanding is that uh, the program will accept any iPhone model, um, 5 or higher, um, and we do accept Android phones as well. Um, that being said, we only actually deploy the iPhones the Android phones get uh, I, um, recycled or traded in for value. Ah, okay. So if someone has a, a, an iPhone 5, for example, kicking around in a drawer that isn't being used, what should they or could they do with it? So the first step is to go to our website, phoneitforward.ca. Um, and on our website, it'll talk you through the entire donation process. The first step is to fill, up, fill out our online form, um, kind of giving us the initial details about the phone. Um, we will email you, or not, sorry, <laughs> not email, snail mail you a, a prepaid envelope. Um, you pack your phone and any of the forms you've completed into this envelope, ship it off to us once we've received it, and verify the details of the phone, um, we will issue a tax receipt for the value of that phone. So that is kind of the donation process start to end. Okay. Um, is the person donating the phone responsible for wiping it as clean as they can? Yes, that is a, a really good thing to clarify. So um, we, on our end, a military-grade refurbishing of the phone to ensure there is no confidential information uh, left on the phone before we give it to one of our community members. Um, that being said, before you send in the phone, we need you to ensure that their identity accounts, so like an iCloud account, um, are removed from your phone so that we can access it. Um, so many of the smartphones today are, are really secure and really locked down, um, and so we need to remove any passwords, any accounts. Uh, we need you to ensure that it's not locked to a specific phone carrier. Um, I don't know the current state of whether carriers are able to lock the phone, but they were previously. Um, so we need to make sure the phone is unlocked, any pa passwords and accounts are removed, um, and then we're able to do the rest on our end. Okay. When someone, say, from Peterborough uh, or Lakefield sends in a phone, that does that um, necessarily mean that it's, the phone is going to someone in this area? You know, I'm not sure. Um, I would have to check and clarify. Um, my understanding is that there is some degree of uh, the region being self-sufficient, um, that's not quite the right word, um, to say that anyone in the Ontario East region, um, if you donate a phone, it, it, it could get sent back within the region. I don't know if it goes down to the municipality, and I could be misinformed. Um, I would have to go back and clarify that detail. Yeah, okay. Um, does, when you send in a phone, does it go to uh, 1929 Bayview Avenue in Toronto? 
I'm pretty sure it does. Um, I, again, would have to double check, but I believe it does. Okay. Now, on the um, side of the recipient, then, uh, if uh, someone was looking for a phone but knew that they couldn't afford it uh, and wanted to uh, take uh, advantage of the opportunity to uh, get one through Phone It Forward, what would they do? Get in touch with your local CNID office, um, and we'll be able to connect you with the program. Okay. All right. Um so here in Peterborough, it's uh, often a good idea to know the extension because uh, if you just leave a message, um, does it go somewhere? Um, that's a, another really great question. Um, I, I can't tell you specifically for Peterborough. Um, I know sometimes uh, general requests get sent to a contact center. Um, and then that contact center is able to um, forward that uh, inquiry to the specific staff who's responsible for that inquiry. So in this case, went forward. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Um, how long do you think this whole process would take for someone who uh, called their local CNIB office until they uh, got a phone? on the availability of the phones at that time. Um, okay. I know we do try to match people with phones that uh, fit their needs. So, for example, um, an iPhone 5 might go to a, a child to get them used to the technology, whereas someone who is seeking employment um, or is uh, actively in, in requires a, a greater of technology on their phone um, to do more with it, we would try and match them with a, a higher model of the, or a more recent model of the iPhone. Um, so I think it just depends on availability and what we currently have. Okay, yeah, because the um, uh, higher models or newer models of the iPhone are pretty much like uh, independent little uh, computers these days, aren't they? Oh, my goodness. They have so much capacity. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, does the program include anything like uh, iPads or, or iPods? Not to my knowledge, no. No. Okay. Is there anything else that uh, we should go over with regard to the Phone It Forward program? Um, I wanted to mention for people who, uh, who don't have access to the Internet, there is a telephone number you can call. Um, it, this is uh, the, phone, the telephone number on the Phone It Forward, Forward website. Okay. one 833 Five five four five zero two zero. So if you're inquiring about the program, um, you can call this number, um, and they'll be able to answer any questions you have. Um, so it's one eight three three five five four five zero two zero. 
software. <laughs> yes, no kidding. Yeah. And Wonderful. So do you, do you have any other questions for me? Just was going to ask you how long this program has been, um, has, has been in uh, uh, use. So we've been operating for a few years now. I don't have a specific start date. I believe and Kathleen for filling us in. I've been wanting to know for quite a while how that all works and uh, um, I'm sure we can uh, air this interview at any time to refresh people's memory uh, about the hmm. Phone It Forward program. Absolutely. Thank you for this opportunity, Devin. Um, and to um, let people know if you have any other interest in the program or you're curious about it, check it out online at uh, phone it forward um, phone it forward .ca. okay terrific thank you very much Kathleen thanks Evan now as a bit of a contrast to that and because there are people who find it difficult to manage with a flat screen I thought I'd play and uh, finish off the program uh, by playing a demonstration of a phone called the Blind Shell Classic. It's only uh, about uh, 12 minutes, so that will uh, take us uh, to very close to the end of our program. 
and uh, it will definitely give you a stark contrast. So here's that, uh, here is that demonstration. In this video, we're going to talk about a phone specifically created for the blind and visually impaired. That's the Blind Shell Classic Phone. Hi everyone, it's Carrie from Live Accessible, and as I mentioned before, today we're going to be talking about the Blind Shell Classic Phone, which is specifically made for the blind and visually impaired. It's completely accessible, and it has auditory and verbal feedback, as well as large print. It's really easy to use, and it's a really great option for those looking for an easy and accessible solution. But hey, if you're new here, welcome to the channel. We do videos on technology, tips, resources, and encouragement for people who are blind, visually impaired, and sighted supporters. So please subscribe and hit the bell for more videos like these. So here's the phone, and thank you to Blindshell for sending me a phone to review. In the box, it comes with a phone, of course, as well as a charger and a pair of headphones, a quick start guide, some QR code stickers for the object tagging, which I'll explain a bit later on, so it has a 2.8 inch TFT display, which you can actually turn off like the screen curtain for iPhone and the dim screen for Android, which is pretty neat. And you can do that in the setting. So below the screen, it has these physical buttons, which are really tactile. And it's kind of like this candy bar, older style phone. It's approximately 5.2 inches high by 2.2 inches wide by three quarters of an inch thick. So I have the red version and it is red on the back. It actually has this really nice texture on the back. It's plastic, but it's textured so it doesn't pick up fingerprints as much, even though I can't really see the fingerprints anyway. <laughs> it is smaller than the smartphones that we have today, but it feels just right in the hands. It feels really nice actually. You can definitely use this with just one hand and reach all the buttons. It comes with four gigs of internal storage and you can use it with a micro SD card. It has Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and GPS. It has voice control, voice dictation, speed dial, internet radio, FM radio, a camera where you can add voice descriptions of all your photos, an SOS button on the back. You do have to set it up, of course, before you use it. It has alarm, timer, stopwatch, calendar, notes, voice recorder, calculator, weather, dictionary, email, music, and a book player. Color identifier, localization where it can tell you where you are, and object tagging. You can use these stickers that it comes with, put them on an object you want to label, and you can make audio labels, scan them with your phone, and once you get to that item, you can scan it, and it will play back what you recorded as a voice label for that object. This is really similar to the pen friend and the label wand and things like that, which can be very helpful. And of course, you can call and text your contacts. So let me just describe and explain the layout of the phone. So the screen is on top at the front and below that is a keyboard. And so there's a four directional keypad and there's the OK button in the middle. And then the top left, there's the volume down. And the top right, it's the volume up. The button below the volume down, which is the second button on the left, is the call button or it's another OK button. And the button under the volume up button on the right is the end call or the back button. 
Below those buttons is the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and then star 0 pound. And on the top edge is where you can find the headphone jack as well as the charging port. And it uses a micro USB cable. At the bottom edge is um, some holes where you can attach a loop or a lanyard on it in case you want to put it around your neck or your wrist or something like that. There are no buttons on the left side and no buttons on the right side. It does come with the battery out of the case. It's pretty easy to uh, put in. You just pull it the back up. Here's the battery. You can pull the battery out and you can put your SIM and a micro SD um, under the battery. You can feel some springs in the inside part of the phone, in the battery compartment on the bottom, and if you feel around the battery, you can feel the contacts so that you can orient where to put the batteries in. So I'm gonna put them back and put the cover back on, it just clicks into place, and to power it on, you just press and hold the end call button or the back button. And it says blind shell. And it does a little chime for you, which is, which is really cute and it takes you straight to the menu. So a lot of these buttons have one function when you press them once, um, and then a different function when you press and hold them. It's really easy and intuitive um, once you're on the main screen. Then you press the left and right arrows to go through the menu. Messages, two contacts, three of nine. More applications, four of nine. Settings, five of nine. Information about state, six of nine. Manual, seven of nine. No missed events, 8 of 9. Turn off the phone, 9 of 9. Call, 1 of 9. If you want to select something, just press the OK button in the middle of the directional keypad, or you can also press the call button. It's another confirm button, which is under the volume down button. So I'm going to press the middle. And again, it'll take you to another menu, and then you can scroll through the menu just using the left and right arrows. Dial number, call history, 3 of 4. To exit, you can press the end call button or the back button. If you press this button once, it'll go back one screen, and if you press and hold it, it'll take you back to the main menu. Call one of nine. You can change the voice and speed in the settings, and you can also change the color scheme. I personally like the white on black, but they have different color options and sizes to choose from. And you can also choose if you want icons or just text, or if you want the icons and text which is how it is right now. There's also a simplified mode if you want to try that out and you can change all these and more in the settings. So if you noticed while I was scrolling through the menu it tells you Call one of nine. One of nine. So it tells you what number it is in the list of items on the menu and you can actually use this as a shortcut so say I wanted to go to other applications and I knew just by experience that it is number four in the list so I can press number four More applications, four of nine. and then I can press the OK button Tools, one of four. 
And that helps because you can do things a lot faster just by using the shortcuts. But another option that you can do is use the voice control, which I really like. You can press and hold one of the volume buttons and just talk. I listen after a beep. Open alarms. Opening alarm. So it just takes you straight to the application that you want, and this works for calling, for messaging, for all sorts of things, opening calendar or making an event, and a lot more. If you press and hold this when you're in a text field, well, let's go to notes. So I listen after a beep. Open notes. Opening notes. Add note one of two. So I'm going to add a note. I'll press the OK button. Text. And now it just says text, so I'm going to press and hold the、uh, volume button. Hello, this is just a test. Hello, this is just a test. So it vibrates to let me know that it recognized what I was saying, and then I press the OK button, and it inputs the text and reads it back to me. If you ever want to repeat what it said, you can press the down arrow. And it'll repeat it for you. If you want to hear what time it is, or the battery, or things like that, the date maybe, you can use voice control. But you can also press the up arrow. Seventeen oh six, Tuesday, July second, twenty nineteen, one of five. And then you can press the left and right arrows for more information, like Wi-Fi state connected, signal strength, network battery state. Another really cool thing is with the camera. So I'm going to open the camera with voice control. I listen after a beep. Open camera. Opening camera. So it's beeping to let me know that it's ready to take a picture. So let's just take a picture of the box. So you can press the OK button. Save image one of two. And press the OK button again to save the image. Record a short description now. This is a picture of the Blind Shell Classic Phone box. Image has been saved. Camera images one of two. So if I go into the camera images, image one of eight. This is a picture of the Blind Shell Classic Phone box. It will play the voice description that I created when I took the picture, which I think is really cool because you know a lot of the time when you're blind or visually impaired, you might not remember what that picture is, and so having that、um, auditory description is very very helpful. So those are the highlights of the phone, and so what are my thoughts? Well, first let's talk about a few places where I'd like to see improvement. First, I'd like to see a better screen. Uh, maybe an OLED or an LCD screen that just will help improve the contrast. Also, a better camera never hurts, and it would definitely help for the color reader. But with all that said, this is a really great option for people who aren't very tech savvy or don't quite want to jump onto a smartphone, or for seniors, or for just people in general who want something that's simple and easy to use. I will say that I love the combination of having buttons as well as voice control. I think that's a really great mix for people who are blind or just people in general. Technology has gone so far, and there's so much accessibility when it comes to smartphones. But <laughs> there's nothing like pressing a 
physical button. It just, there's just something about that. I wasn't able to test the calling or the messaging, things that had to do with the mobile network because I do not have a SIM for this. It's officially launching for the NFP convention from July 7th to 12th. And if you're interested or if you want more information, definitely go to the Blind Shell website, which I will link below. And if you do end up getting this phone or if you know somebody who has this phone, leave a comment down below and share your experience. I'd love to hear from you guys. And if you like this video, give it a thumbs up below and don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell for more videos on how you can live accessible. Thanks for watching and we'll see you in the next one. And as predicted, that demonstration has brought us very close to the end of another program. We began with music, and I think we'll finish with it. One of my favorite songs on John Morris's CD that he recorded a while ago, a few years ago, and it's his version of I'm Walking the Dog. You have a, a good week, and we'll talk to you next Monday at noon. Take good care, and thanks so much for listening. Bye now. I'm a walking the dog, and I'm never blue. I'm a walking the dog. I ain't thinking about you. I don't need no one to turn me down. Break the town Such an easy life I never knew Until the day That I left you But I'm a carefree lad That's seen the light I'm a walking a dog All the day and all I'm a walking a dog